Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Please open your hearts. Loosen your buttholes. It's time for Gobbles Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, 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 And welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. We are recording this. We are recording Um, this intro from two separate rooms. Naomi, would you like to explain why we're having this two-room experience? Because... Your girl worked a job this past week and was informed that I came in close contact with not one, but two individuals who tested positive for COVID-19. Now, I will be getting into further detail on the next Patreon episode. (laughs) If you do want to join us there at patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. I mean, I don't know if it's a $5 conversation, but joining the page as a whole, you get the two bonus apps for five bucks. So (laughs) I think it's worthwhile, but I will be getting into more detail Okay, 
on what is the opposite of on of the main you know when people say on the main i'm on the i'm on the back burner i'm on the private i'm on the page trending okay i gotta get into it so as it will come as no surprise to anybody listening to this andrew has protocols in place Mm -hmm. and so not only are we masked around each other which like duh obviously i don't want to get anybody sick if i were to be sick yeah we should say you've been testing negative I have no symptoms and I'm testing negative. But Andy don't play. No, no, we no. We don't do this for seven whole business days. Yes, I've been calling this a prophylactic quarantine. Just in case. Just in case, Naomi. I have all these... Because uh, leading up to you doing these acting jobs, I was... Because they are acting jobs. You weren't... When you said you were doing a job, it wasn't like you were at Lowe's in the uh, two-by-four section. Yeah, it hasn't gotten that dark yet. <laughs> But, you know, I do reserve the right to make that change to my life at any time. Probably. I mean, I assume like they treat their workers badly because they're like every other corporation in America. But uh, I bet it's pretty fun to work in the in the two by four section of Lowe's or Home Depot. I am working at a place where people can make weapons out of most of the things in the (laughs) store. That's just a rule. I don't want that. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. But leading up to this stuff, I was like sweating and having these like anxiety nightmares and so I came up with these protocols. I'm like, okay, you're doing this. You're going to be unmasked around people. Testing has become, it's still good. It's still better than most industries, but it's lax. So what can we do to make sure that we live in a safe environment? Mm-hmm. It means there has to be an air purifier running all the time in your room. It means we have to be masked whenever we're around each other and masked like good masks, like N95s and above. That kind of stuff. I've it been also sleeping on means, the couch for a week. I was gonna say, it means Andy been sleeping on the couch. It means that we are taking our meals in separate chambers. Okay. So I just, you know, it's the animals get to come and go freely. So that's at least nice. You know, I wake up in the morning, I roll over and I see my beloved daughter Mabel. All right. Those are the, yeah. those are the those are the deep brown eyes I look into, as opposed to those of my soon to be husband. You guys, we are on wedding watch two K twenty three. Less than sixty days until the magic happens. Until March eleventh, twenty twenty three. And of course you you're guys. talking about the Orlando magic. Their new season starts. So yes, that's it's actually uh the, the benefits of us being in two different rooms are that None. <laughs> it really exactly. Sucks. I it was really like, sucks. what are the benefits? None at all. We it's funny because I can hear Andy through the wall before I hear him in my ears because there is a delay. Even when you and computers back to back, honey. We damn near back to back. And so Oh, I and- just meant in general. Like I didn't even mean like doing this intro over the Zoom. I was just trying to think of like, well, you know, uh, I can watch what I want while I eat dinner. We don't have to agree on it on a tv show to watch while we eat dinner and i'm like that's not really a, a benefit well that's I'll like this. i'll tell you this though because i was i was teasing andy before because uh-huh. i said here i'm testing negative i'm presenting no symptoms i said this is his elaborate rouge just to stop here in my mouth because he's really getting a limit on how much of my mouth he got to hear because uh-huh. i'm mostly away from him so yeah i come out with a monologue but certainly not as much. He's not getting as much mm, monologue from me. I said this is this is not really you know put a uh, put a damper on you uh, telling me your opinions about things, Naomi. Not that I want you to, mm-hmm. but I'm saying if that was my goal, it was a bad. Oh, now a uh, squeeze. So this is this is what this is like. Squeeze put his butthole onto the. Uh, 
he's walked across Naomi's screen and put it into the camera. So this must be right. what it like it's like for someone to be on a Zoom with us. Right, right, a right. Cat butthole in the camera. But what I was saying was is that uh, if that was the 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 game I was playing, I lost because that's not <laughs> that's not what's happened. It really is though. Like when Millhouse's dad gets divorced. And I really he, don't like you comparing it to Simpsons in any way, shape, or form. Just listen, just listen. When Millhouse's dad gets divorced and Homer goes to visit him at his bachelor pad and he, he's sleeping in a race car bed like a 10-year-old and he goes, I yeah. get to sleep in a race car bed. And, Homer, uh, and then he goes to Homer, he's like, where do you sleep? And Homer goes, in a big bed with my wife. <laughs> so it's just like, oh yeah, I get to watch what I want during dinner. And it's like, well, no, that's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth not being able to be around you for a week. I know, I know. It's just been, but then it's funny because we still have so much stuff to do. Because you know, as I said, wedding countdown, so we got to do all these little tasks, and so we're like on zooms, sharing screen, and trying to get things done. We are mm-hmm. nutter butters, but yes. you know what? On zooms, you know what? We love what? each other. Yeah, that's true. Each other. Yeah, yeah. Sharing screens to pick what uh, kind of ring bearer pillow that Mabel will wear on her back as she bears the rings down the aisle. As she bears the rings. She's she's the ring dogger instead of the bearer. Hey, funny? Naomi. What? Did you say funny or honey? I said funny because it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi. Before we get into the episode, we've got an update. We have yes, an update. We do. Do you remember episode 216 with our friends from the dollop, Gareth and Dave? Absolutely. And there was someone on there who was dealing with the brother of a lover. That's what I'll say. The brother of a lover who was acting a damn fool. And we were he, like, yeah, nope. he's a bully. Bully, rude, messy, a nightmare. And we said as much. And this person heard what we had to say. Let me tell y'all this wonderful update. This is the latest follow-up ever. It's so past being relevant, but you asked and you shall receive. Thank you, Jesus. I stopped listening to the podcast for a bit because I felt so anxious about hearing my question come up. But... But now that I'm back to binging past episodes, I heard my question read in an August episode with Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. I love the dollop and I'm honored. And wow, where have I been? Because that was exactly what I needed. I asked how to handle a visit with my fat shaming brother-in-law. Let's call him bro from here on out. One piece of context you asked about. I learned what bro said, because if you guys remember, um, this bro said something very rude and mean about our caller's uh, physical appearance about her weight and we were like excuse you and we were like wait but why would your boyfriend even tell you so here's the backstory i learned what bro said because i overheard my partner arguing with him on the phone and saying that part of the reason it was hard to have a relationship with him was because of hurtful comments he'd made about me so really i wasn't supposed to know okay update I didn't go on that trip to meet my in-laws last May. Yes. Instead, I got COVID for the first time. Oh, no. A blessing and a curse. So I totally dodged the bullet of meeting bro. I also had a therapy session later in the week when I called you, where my therapist told me that if I wanted to respond directly to the dude, I should. So I sent a message saying how I found out about what he said, how I was upset, and as a result, I wasn't going to spend time with him while I was there, other than at family events where I might say hello to him. But that was it. 
He accepted that for about three minutes, then proceeded to spiral out into a rage and said that it was my partner's fault that he fat shamed me, compared my partner to abusive people in their family, and called him a sociopath, among many, many other hurtful things. So wait, she told him about himself and he responded with anger? That doesn't check out for for bullies. Bullies usually are are so quick to to take take responsibility for, you know, the things they've done. Oh, Andy, this gets even better though. Listen to this. So called him a sociopath, among many, many other hurtful things, including telling my partner not to reach out again or he would quote smash end quote both of us. What is he like a caveman with a, <laughs> with a, with a me smash? Is he Hulk? Is the brother-in-law the Hulk? Oh, my God. I was like, this is insane. No other contact happened until this month when bro reached out to my partner wanting to be friends again, not acknowledging anything hurtful he had said, and then doubling down on the statements he made about me and asking my partner to share with me that it was the kindest possible judgment coming from a good place of looking out for his brother. Mm. Mm. My partner decided that he is willing to sacrifice self-respect in the relationship in order to get what he wants, which is a relationship with bro's kids. See, we got to stop putting value on kids. (laughs) We will be out here just accepting a lot of crap for the sake of some children. Okay. Now, listen. Sorry. Back to the letter. I'm not on board with that, but I have tentatively agreed that we can engage in small talk with bro if we come into contact. My partner's in a world where bro's bad behavior is minimized by other family and he's told to get over it. So by God, it was good to hear outside people talk about how it's not okay and I don't need to tolerate it. Bro needs help, but it's not my job or my partner's job to help him. No real solution here other than I love my partner. Literally everything else in our relationship is amazing and he is so supportive of me. But also your words gave me so much empowerment to tell him that I don't have to go visit family with him or tolerate behavior from his family. I'm going to do it on my own terms and also try to empower him in those relationships. Also, I would legitimately hire Dave Anthony to be my personal insult comic. Of course. (laughs) Sorry, this is so long. You don't have to read it on the pod or at all if you don't want to. So much love and gratitude to both of you, Gareth, Dave, and all pets. Thank you very much. I appreciate that love and gratitude. And I'm very glad we helped you stand firm in setting a boundary. Mm -hmm. Because you you don't need that sickness. No, Absolutely you don't need not. that sickness. Neither COVID nor bros bullying. Exactly. Neither sickness. Brovid. Okay, you had COVID uh. and brovid. Both of them got you, honey. Mm-hmm. But, Naomi, do you know what you and all the other listeners need? Why a couples therapy prize pack? <laughs> We're running a contest for January. We want... All your five-star reviews, and we thought, why not turn it into a, a contest where you could win a Bill Crisafi doll, Bill Crisafi, wonderful artist that we both love. We should try to get him on the podcast, I think, Naomi. I but, think so. But uh, we got an extra one of his dolls, and uh, we thought, okay, all you have to do is leave a five-star review in iTunes and leave... Uh, in the review, you can say whatever you want about us, that we're the best, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but also say who the worst person you ever dated was. Mm, yes, I want to know. We love this. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, the juiciest, the darkest, that's our winner. Okay? Because if you went through that, <laughs> you deserve a plushie. A mm. Bill Grisavi plushie and other fun goodies. You have okay. until the end of the month to post these. 
And then the end of January, if you're listening to this real late, you too oh, late. Yeah. Okay. January 2023. <laughs> so Naomi, we've chatted with each other. We've read updates. Who is our wonderful guest on today's episode? Oh my God. Our wonderful guest is a bright shining light, a hilarious woman, a kind soul. None other than Danielle Schneider. Mm. Okay. You know Danielle from her podcast, Bitch Sesh. Yes. You may also know her from her star turns, honey. I'm calling them star turns. She was on Hacks. She created and was on Hot Wives of Orlando, Hot Wives mm. of Las Vegas. We watched that together. Yep. Writer for It's Always Sunny, Black Monday, Keenan, tons of other stuff. Danielle. Multi hyphenate. Honey, all the hyphens. All the hyphens, all the laughs. And this was such a great conversation. So. Without further ado, give it up for Danielle Schneider. Roll it. Danielle. Danielle. Yes. Danielle. Yes. Danielle. We got a, I got a lot of questions. <laughs> Andy has so many questions. He's done Do his wanna, research. I'm oh, huge fans of yours. And, you know, you're like the two of the last people I saw before lockdown. That's we, right. We you were, were saying on one that. of the last live shows. Yep. You February have... or March. I forget which one, but. <laughs> yeah, we were all like, like this could have done anything. But we were like spraying the microphone as if that right, was going to Right, between we were wiping it down. We were <laughs> yes. like, we know what's up. And we it were like, this like... is going to save everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no. I'll bet no one walked away from that one with COVID. I'll bet I did you. not. I, I will not. say, right? Like, surprise, because that was March 5th, 2020, oh, and somehow Jesus we were not a super Christ. spreader. Yeah. Yeah, March 5th. I had just come back from New York three days before that. Like, I was on an airplane and everything, and the, you know, and I said, I don't know how. Oh, Wild. It I feels know. like a lifetime ago, and also just yesterday. So, <laughs> happy to be oh, back in your loving life, arms. More lifetime. More lifetime. Less just yesterday. I feel as though I've aged 40 years. Oh, and, oh God, I've aged so many. So, I mean, I've aged. Everything is drooping and dripping. <laughs> and my brain has forgotten time and space. And I'm just, you know, I'm just hanging on by a thread. But I'm, I'm glad to be here with you two people I'm such fans of. Oh, We are well, truly honored by, to have you here. By the way, that's my theory about Los Angeles in general, is that you lose track of time because the weather is always the no same. Yeah. yeah. And then the only way you can actually track time, I th this is my theory, that the reason people are vain out here is not just because of show business, it's because the only way you have to track the days is mm -hmm. by the minute changes in your own face. Like when you look at, <laughs> at yourself in the mirror when you're like brushing your teeth and stuff, and you're like, oh, wait, that's new. Oh, God. Oh, oh, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because oh. in LA, though, you could—it used to be able to track time by pilot season, like you know, <laughs> like that was the way that everyone sort of tracked it. Like yeah. there was no, there was only pilot season, and then the season that wasn't pilot season. Uh. Those were the two seasons in LA, and then yeah. there is sort of no pilot season anymore, the way it used to be. So yeah. now there is stand. Time stands still. So now it was just like 9-11, something, and then a pandemic. Like that's, <laughs> that's how time is tracked in general for me. All right. I'm going to start with yes, the hard-hitting questions. I'm going to launch right in. He's got it. Well, this is a question. Yes. Are you Jewish? Hell yes. Okay. Well, I <laughs> Yes, so Jew boo. I am. I didn't, yes, I didn't know Jew if you were raised Jewish, if you converted. I think Matt is. He's I, like, half. He's half, but he's from Arkansas, so he's the least Jewish person you will have okay. ever met. Like, I say things to him, like, 
I didn't grow up very religious because uh, my parents were just not religious in general. Like, um, they just weren't. I wasn't even bat mitzvahed. But I think culturally, mm. I am Jewish, and people assume I'm Jewish. So that's <laughs> what means that means something. And um, and I feel a kinship with my fellow Jews, especially as I've gotten older. I think growing up in the South, I had a little bit of anxiety about being Jewish. Um, Why? Up- <laughs> Why would you ever? <laughs> growing up in Georgia, there were, you know, things said and people, you know. So I did have some anxiety about it. Um, and so I think I tried to hide it a bit more and was a little bit embarrassed. Embarrassed, you know, just to be quite honest, because it made me other, it made me feel different. Um, um, but as I've gotten older, I really have a love for it culturally. You know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. people and the food and the, you know, and the um, and the clarinet sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yes, to answer that, I am Jewish, and my husband is half, but we both grew up celebrating Christmas. Oh, um, interesting. So we we still do. My daughter still believes in Santa, and I'm going to hold that candle as long as I can. <laughs> How old is she? She's nine. <laughs> she's uh, okay. nine. That's okay. Yeah, you can still believe in Santa at nine. I mean, that's she's not questioning. Okay. And I, I haven't, sorry guys, I haven't figured out how to disconnect my phone from this computer yet. So if you hear a buzz, I, I, I'm so sorry. I'll figure it we out. We didn't. We heard okay, no buzz. Okay, good. But I think, look, I remember my babysitter uh, <laughs> in fourth. So my my mom, uh, before she retired, was an English teacher. So mm. she was always still working after I got out of school. So I went to an after school babysitter and she like had a bunch of kids under her charge. And I remember like around Christmas, this is like fourth grade maybe, she like took me aside into the laundry room. No. And she was like, do not ruin ruin this for my kids. <gasps> no. <laughs> That's so She wasn't she wasn't mean about it, but she was yeah. just very like, look, I know you don't believe in Santa, but so please my kids still do. Please do not ruin it for them. Yeah, well, a lot of kids have tried to ruin it for Sa- uh, for Sydney because a lot of people have like older brothers and sisters who have sort of like mm. caught on before them. Um and so they, she has said to me, you know, this person said it's not true. And I have looked her dead in the eye and been like, that person's a goddamn liar. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so it's funny. not great. But yes, well, I'm a, a Jewish person. Well, now, this... <laughs> no, the only reason I asked was because like, with this like, with the like real uptick in like overt anti-Semitism that's oh, been yeah. going on the last couple of weeks, I have not felt much different. I'm like, yeah, this was Pennsylvania. Like, it's like, I'm like... Like, it's not great. Like, I'm not like, oh, boy, everyone's be like calling me a kike on TikTok. I'm loving that. Like, but I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, this feels like growing up in Pennsylvania. That feels, uh, yeah. feels homey. There's a pre- part of pretzels. it that feels right as rain. And you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I, I understand. that. Again, growing up in the South, you definitely had it. And even like in New York City. I remember I had a guy like passing out flyers that the Holocaust was uh, uh, not real um, and then I made the mistake of stopping to try to explain oh, no. to him that it was, you know, I was Did, so young. And yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, You're I, a, was, about, you live to tell that tale, honey. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you like uh, New York City. What I had just gotten pot. there. And then, um, <laughs> but then he asked me out. <laughs> I felt great no, about no, it. Yes. No. Yes, he did. Tell me how. Can you, That's do you how you remember? met Matt. Yes. <laughs> and now UCB. we've been together, you guys, and it's really good. Uh, he still doesn't believe in the Holocaust, but he believes in me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, By the way, there's no other like historical 
event that people like no one's like the civil war didn't happen or there's no why is it i mean i know why like, I don't know, <laughs> but it's just it is funny to me that you don't have other denialists you only have holocaust denialists you never well, you have, have alex jones and his whole oh yeah denial, you know denial yeah, you've like got sandy, sandy hook denial yeah. covid denial i mean honey people love to deny 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 yeah and so it just feels like to me, it's more, you know what it is more so? Because the Holocaust was relatively recent, I almost think it kind of starts there, right? They started mm-hmm. to deny things that kind of went down in the 1900s and went from there. I think pre-1900s, they're like, well, I don't know. It's in a book, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Meh. Meh. But I say the War of 1812 did not happen Didn't happen. That fr- the French-Canadian War? Nope. Uh-oh. Nope. No. Don't like, believe it. Don't believe it for a second. Like, what are they fighting about? You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't yeah. buy it for a second. This is not what this podcast is about. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Look, because, yes. you know, Danielle, we are going to be answering people's questions. They yes. call us, you know, with all sorts of issues, relationship, friendship, workships. You just don't know. But yeah. what I'm, I want to go back to something that will lead me to something else. Okay. That's Can't the journey. Wait. Great. Why is it that you would like your daughter to stay believing in Santa? What does that represent for you? To me, it's childhood. You know, there's so, there's magic in childhood and it goes away so fast that to me, to believe in something magical that is all goodness um, and all fun, you know, we become adults soon enough where that starts to slip away. To me, it represents, you know, the make-believe and the like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like the magic of childhood. Like someone could just wonderful person who brings gifts wants nothing in return knows exactly what you want <laughs> you know and loves you and you know does it all for like a cookie and a carrot for his for his reindeer like <laughs> i think there's something i never believed you know i always knew from day mm-hmm. one that there was no santa um not that there was another magic in my childhood there was yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like just um but I think that there's something so magical about it and so innocent and so fun that I want her to, to believe in that as long as, as she can. Mm. Okay, now, as mm. someone who was once a child raising a child, okay? You've been on the journey yourself. Yes. At what point do you <laughs> oh, sorry, think... I was trying to parse that. As someone who was once a child. I, I was, was once, once a child. A child. And now raising a child, as opposed to was once a child who at that time was raising. (laughs) I did not raise a child. (laughs) A child? She wasn't a baby, have a baby. Right. No. Okay. Um, Okay. Sort of, at what point do you think children should learn that life's not fair? Because I kind of think that it should happen very early. No. I'm going to go against it because I I learned about. Finish my point. I just want to, at parentheses, I learned about the Holocaust way too young. No, no, no. That's different than life's not fair. I'm not talking about Is the there a bigger scale. life's not fair than the Holocaust? <laughs> but I'm saying it's that's different than simply like there is things like you can't always have the things you want and like coming into acceptance. Also, things happen that shouldn't happen. The Holocaust is even bigger than that because it's like so catastrophic. I think, yes, at the age of four, your brain yeah. cannot wrap itself around what that level of catastrophe is. And I think that's the problem. But I mean on this smaller scale, because I wonder if children learning that without it, again, not in a way that's, I'm not talking with the, about them experiencing harm. <laughs> I'm saying like just, yeah. you know, Yes, no, but you're saying like, that life isn't fair and the sooner they figure I that wonder, out. Would it give us more baby activists? Would it give us like, you know what I mean? Like would, would they all be Greta be Thunbergs? A Noam Chomsky for children. Something. <laughs> well, I do. I have tried to, you know, what 
my pediatrician and sort of the book say when they start to ask about it is when they're sort of ready to start to learn about Interesting. it. Interesting. Okay. Huh. And so, you know, we do talk about things where life isn't fair. And we do, and, you know, some not everyone's going to be nice to you, and I, mommy can't make them be your friend, and I don't think mm-hmm. you want me to make them be your friend. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you're not going to get picked for that thing. Yep. That's going to happen. You know what I mean? So they do start to learn the smaller lessons early. And I Mm -hmm. have – it's sometimes tough, but I'm okay with letting the kid – that kid's not going to be nice, and that's sometimes going to happen. They're just not going to be nice, and you probably shouldn't hang out with that kid. That kid's an asshole, and you know what? They probably come from assholes. Yeah. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. And you know what? Sometimes you're an asshole, too. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, So I think we've been trying – we've – Tried to tell her that life isn't fair. People aren't always treated fairly or right. People Harm can come to people that don't deserve it, and it's not right, but it happens, and that's why we always want to be the person to fight against it. I always mm-hmm. try and teach a lesson of like, yeah, see how that kid wasn't nice to you or see how they didn't let you play that game? Yeah, that's going to happen sometimes. That's why you should probably not try and be that person because you see how you feel right now? That sucks. Yeah. Um, so I think you do try and let them experience emotional harm you know what i mean it was hard for me to let her experience like physical harm because like i'm such a worry wart but she's also such a daredevil that that's just happened because you know in fact it was really funny because i kept saying to her be careful be careful be careful and i hated the sound of that and then (laughs) and andy daly who i think you guys know Mm -hmm. i was like how do you deal with that because he has older kids than me and he's like a pediatrician once told me to say to them like when they're about to do something dangerous um uh, what's your plan? <laughs> and so, like, I, I guess it gets them to like stop and think about where like their feet are and their hands are. But now it's just me, like, like as she's at the top of some hills, just screaming, like, "What's your plan?" <laughs> That's a good thing to ask everyone. That's so true. before you're gonna it's do anything. So wild. <laughs> But I do think, to answer your question, Naomi, I think it does have to start early. We can't protect them from everything. She's had to learn about, you know, she has come with me to, you know, Black Lives Matter marches. She has come to me for women's marches. And I've explained to her the world that we live in and what we're trying to fight against. So she knows that there's a world out there where Mm -hmm. people don't want right for people you know right. they don't want right, things right, right, to be right. fair and equal and even she knows that there's a world out there that yeah. and she knows that you know girls were treated this way and they still are sometimes and boys still sometimes believe this or people still sometimes believe this but um so i i try not to hide and i did have to explain the holocaust to her that was a week sex and the holocaust in one week what no <laughs> No, like, don't, don't, <laughs> don't mingle those two in her mind. I didn't want to. She did. The doctor says when they ask, you have to start to tell them. So I told oh, her. Wait, what was that? Was that third grade, fourth grade? What third grade. Was, it third was third grade. third grade. I had told her a little bit about sex beforehand, but she didn't like, it didn't catch on. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't understand it. So then I told her. And I was pretty, not explicit, but I was pretty, like, technical. Uh And then she had asked me, we were talking about civil rights, and she'd asked me about, like, has anything bad ever happened to Jews? And I was like, ooh, okay, here we go. (laughs) Sit down, strap in. We got a long day ahead of us. So, so, you you know, you just, I try and follow that rule of, like, when they ask, 
yeah. you tell yeah. them about the world. And you do let them experience. You, you, you can't help them with their pain. You can't run away from the people mm-hmm. that are not treating them nice or if it's not going well or the bad grade. You just let them experience it. So I think this, they do have to learn it. This is very interesting. I mean, because I, you know, and I ask this too as a, as a childless person, you know, someone mm-hmm. where I'm like, and I always think about what kind of parent I would be. And I think that I would just be way too revealing, way too quick. And also not too, too, like, oh, I'd be with terrified. Mabel, I mean, with our dog, yeah, we are way too protective. Oh, yeah. well, so. I am more protective of my dog than I am of my child. Just know that. <laughs> <laughs> my dog is my baby. Right, right. My dog, uh, Mabel, and I'm in love with Mabel. I mean, I, yeah, I'm a fan of Mabel. <laughs> the I've watched princess. her journeys. I know her health struggles. I am all in on Mabel. Just know, <laughs> I am no more about Mabel than I probably do about both of you. But that's okay. <laughs> and that's as it should be. Yeah, that's yeah. as it should be. Is there so beyond like Santa Claus? This is the thing mm-hmm. that I, I think is one of the problems with our world beyond many but like <laughs> is the fact that like as you become an adult the they ring they being adults society. other yes yeah, it <laughs> rings the wonder out of the world and i think one of the like positive aspects of being in this business is that you get to like i, I mean you know it's still it's within very, parameters yeah it's still yeah. within parameters but you do get to uh, experience wonder, experience imagination in yes. a way that I think a lot of people are not allowed to. And I'm wondering, is there a way, like, have you thought about, like, be, be it when she finds out that Santa Claus isn't real, how do you keep the wonder alive in her I'm life? I'm going to say, yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I like people are like aren't you worried of like melting her dreams when she does find out I'm like no I'm like because when she finds out she'll be old enough to realize like what I was doing you know what I mean they're smarter than we think they are of like it's okay yeah there was this sense of wonder but I do think like you know we try and we want to be a family that shows her you know beautiful landscapes Mm. and you know like we got to take her to the southwest which I had never seen before growing up on the east coast and then the first time I went I was like this is magical I've never seen Mm. a sky like this in my entire fucking life it's so otherworldly that if I can show her like kind of the magic of the earth and the magic of people their creations there's so much magic to be had as an adult I think I feel it when I see a great movie or Mm -hmm. um, or somebody really makes me laugh I think laughter is so magical to me which is probably why Mm -hmm. I am a comedian and a fan of comedians that like I want her to be able to laugh every day there's something about laughter to me and and just seeing something that just you know like just makes you cry with laughter and there's so much beauty and magic in the world even though there's a lot of darkness but there's so much to be seen and to behold and I know I sound like such a cheese ball right now but I also think when you're a parent and you're showing a child something new, there's something like where you get to experience it again through their eyes, which you're is right. really kind of fun. You know, mm. even Disney, even Disneyland, you're like, because I hated Disneyland as an adult. I fucking <laughs> hated it. <laughs> I don't like crowds. I don't like to be mm. hot. I hate a line. Like yep. I have no patience. Yep. I grew up yep. in Florida. I've like, I'm done. But then now that I go with her, it's a blast and I can wait on any line because, you know, it becomes magical again for me personally. Yeah, the energy's infectious. Her excitement yes. for it and her, yeah. But is it also that thing where like the moment she does have that meltdown that we all have from being too hot and eating too much sugar, right? You're like, great, we're leaving. Like, oh, we- <laughs> we'll leave at two o'clock. Like, we'll do half a day. We're just like, and we're done. Like, we, Matt and I are not afraid to just bail. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> 
done. Like five roller coasters, good. We don't have to go again for another two years. You know what I mean? Like we're, we don't need to do it all. Like friends, because you do spend so much money and I get that thing. We were like, I spent so much money. I'm going to do it all. Thank God Matt and I are on the same page of like, nope, when we're done, we're done. And we're out of here, wherever that experience might be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, speaking of Matt, you know, your your lover, your yes. longtime lover. Thank you for calling um, me. How many years has that been? Oh, Naomi. <laughs> Naomi. We've been together for so long, since I was like 23 years old, or 22. We met um, and at UCB, and so we've been, t- and then we've been married like 14 and then, wow. so we've been together like almost 20 years. Wow. Wow. This is also like Gabe. We talked to Gabris. Uh, yes, a and Tiff. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And also like where I'm like, when you get with somebody that young, it's almost amazing that you happen to continue to grow in the same direction that made you still want each other. Well, it's interesting that way because I've said about like people that are like got together in high school or college. I'm like, can you believe they're still together? I mean, seriously. But then I'm like, oh, wait, I basically did that same thing. <laughs> like I just, I, it was like a year later. Like, who am I to judge? Yeah, we have been able to grow. I think I felt so young for so long in terms of like well into my 30s. I felt like I'm young. I'm too young to get married or have a child, you know? So there was that part of our relationship, this great and I didn't even know if I wanted to have kids. Like, I wasn't one of those people that dreamed of myself as a mother at all, you know, like, um, and so it wasn't like the goal, but then it, then I did want to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But we have been able, for the most part, to grow together. He's a bit older than me. And I'm, I'm so thankful for the women that came before me. I really <laughs> am. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do feel. Sadly, that men age at it. Not all men, Andy, but but some oh, men no, age Andy at a, too. a, a oh, different yeah. way than women. And I am grateful for the women who came before me that taught him how to be a human being and be in a relationship, you know, and to because they, I do think that they taught him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that when, when I got him. Um, <laughs> we were able to kind of grow together. Not that we don't fight or but we've had so many like different kind of parts of our relationship different chapters that we've we have it does still feel like we we still have a good time together which is that's I nice think- yeah I was gonna, yeah that's very yeah. nice that's what you need right that long term like we're having fun but also like yeah. you're saying you uh appreciate the women who came before but also you were a baby you didn't know yes. nothing about nothing I know nothing did you nothing. date anyone before him? I did. I dated a terrible human. Um, <laughs> a terrible guy that literally, literally charged me to help me move. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry. Wait. Uh, that is the perfect log line for a terrible human. <laughs> he was bad. He was a bad boyfriend in so many ways. But then... I was in living in New York and he and I was moving apartments, you know, like basically like one van, half a van of things of me and my roommate and not even very far. And he was like and we were like trying to figure out how we were going to move. How long had you been together? How long were you together at this point? I want to say probably five or six months. Okay, continue. Uh And he was like, oh, me and my buddy can help you move. And I was like, great. And so he did. And then I can't remember exactly I went down because it was years ago, but he was like, okay. And I, w- I think I even made a joke of like, what do we owe you? And he was like, okay, I think it's like 200. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? And I paid him. And then he broke <gasps> up with me. 
Oh, you know, so Sorry. I didn't. Can I have... peel this apart just a second? <laughs> yes. I, and I know it's it's a while ago, so maybe you don't remember this exactly, but like the moment where you're like, oh, what do we owe you? Like, haha. And he likes very seriously says 200. He was not playing. Al- it wasn't like that then. And he's like, oh, wait, she's pulling out her wallet. And now I have to like, it was, no. he was dead serious. He was dead serious. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It was a low. It was a low. <laughs> and <laughs> How much longer did you last after that? I want to say a month or two, sadly. Like, uh-huh. and then he broke up with me, and that was the real rub. And then did you give him a bill for all the time you had lost? <laughs> I wish I had been that much of a badass. I, know, right? I, I wish, know, right? I wish. It was the kind of place that, like, and he lived in a, like a terrible apartment, as we all did in New York when you're like twenty three years old, you know, like four people in a room. But I just remember like not being able to turn on the lights in his apartment because I didn't want to see what what it was. Oh. Like what what it looked like. God, do we the, know his full government name? I wonder if he became if he is still terrible. Because I think he's a yoga to... teacher, so there you go. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Namaste. Yeah. I don't like it. Wait, yeah. wait, sorry. The month after you, you pay him the two hundred dollars. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then I continued to have sex with this man. <laughs> the month after that, you didn't resent that? Like, oh, I did. Like, oh, okay. But I kept it way down. Uh, <laughs> Stuffed it. it. Okay. Stuffed so it. when did you learn to not keep that stuff down? Um, I think through my relationship with Matt. And I think, again, he helped me because I think I had learned, probably from my parents' marriage, to be honest, um, who are still together. <laughs> So guess it works. But um, <laughs> you had learned to stuff it down. Yeah. But I think like to not confront and I don't mean like yell and scream, mm. but to like not address a problem, you know, mm-hmm. to like just eat it for yeah. the sake of like keeping things copacetic. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, the is, East Coast Jewish. Yeah. Yes. Repression. I you know recognize well. game yes. recognizes game. <laughs> wow. But that's so it's funny because, you, you know, this repression. Because I, and I've always, you know, said to Andy, you know, growing up in New York City, where I'm like, Jewish people are loud and they tell each other the, the what for, Mm-mm. you know, and Andy's like, Mm-mm. maybe in New York, but not everywhere else. But no. it could have to do with what you're both talking about, about kind of being like, let's not let them know we're here. Yeah. Yes. Let's be quiet. <laughs> yeah. It's, yes. it's definitely, it's don't a, make a, don't make a fuss and let people know. <laughs> yes. It's definitely an emotional state born of hiding in an attic. It's that uh-huh. kind of like feeling. Yes. yes. For sure. But, okay, your parents are still together. Yes. Do they seem to still like each other? Or do you know what I mean? Or is it snippy? The way resentment seep out, you know, and the way you'll kind of like I needle think someone it, or it's whatever. it's both. Um, I, re- I remember them, you know, still years ago having a good time and having okay. a laugh. But I think as they've gotten older and angers and resentments have built and life is full of angry surprises, um, I think... <laughs> That there's a lot of resentment and anger and they still haven't really talked about it. Like they're a a couple that could use some therapy on themselves. I don't think they've ever seen a therapist. Yeah. And I I don't even think they need couples therapy. I think that they need individual therapy Mm -hmm. so that they can better recognize what's going on for them. You know, I don't know if it's too late. They're like 80. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know if you can change at 80 unless you want to. And I don't think either of them wants to. Yeah. But I do think that there's like, there's a lot of like tight lips of like, (laughs) like literally holding in. (laughs) You know what I mean? Of like, and so I think I learned that you don't do that. Mm -hmm. And thankfully through therapy, through my husband, through friends, I'm better at... 
I still choose my moments. I'm like, is this real or is this something I'm making? You know, because I can yeah. I can make things bigger as well and can think. And Matt was always good at saying, like, if I'm mad at you, I'm going to tell you I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. So that has helped me. Like, if you just give yes. me the parameters of, like, I'm going to talk to you when I'm mad at you, so don't assume anything. Like, I'll tell you. And I'm like, yep. okay, good. Okay. So then I can get that out of the way and not think you're mad at me when you're just, like, mad at something else going on in your life. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. So that was helpful for me to know, okay, if he's mad, he's going to tell me. So I'm just going to assume everything's okay until he tells me it's not with him. Mm-hmm. Um, for myself, letting it out, it's not as easy still, but I can do it now. I can I can let it out when I feel it's important. When you feel it's important, I was going to say, yeah, what is it that will, what will be the thing that will kind of get you? So being the, like the difficulty... When you say it's hard, you know, even now knowing what you know on the other side of some things, is it that you are afraid of your own anger? Are you afraid of how the other person will respond to your anger? What is it you think that that makes you hold back in those moments? I don't know why, but I'm afraid I can't come back from it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm afraid, like, it will change the DNA of that relationship, whatever Mm -hmm. that relationship is, forever. I'm not trusting enough that it can withstand mm-hmm. um, uh, someone being honest about being hurt or being not liking something. You know, it's like I think it, that's always afraid. That's made me afraid to say how I feel that I will change the DNA and I and it will forever be fucked. So I should just eat it so that I keep this thing that I like or maybe I'm addicted to, who knows, um, going. You know what I mean? So, like, that has always been a problem in the past, whereas, thankfully, I'm with Matt for sure. I know that we're we're nothing's going to happen right. to us. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like we've yeah, been yeah. through safe so, enough to be mad. <laughs> we've been through hell and back, you know. We've been through death and disease and destruction and childs and you know, you know like we've been through so much together that like it, nothing is bigger than what we've already been through on some level, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So there's a level of trust there. I get that. I definitely feel like Andy will get the brunt of my emotion almost because I know he can take it. Yes. Like there are times like I will definitely be yelling about shit or I'll be like, I'm not, I'm not afraid to be mad now. Right. But that, I mean, mm-hmm. here we are 13 years in certainly the first couple of years I was too scared. I've now kind of put it together. Cause like, you know, when my mom is mad, she just kind of doesn't talk to you. She'll just ice you out. And like, she'll just not respond to me. So I noticed for me, the silence. And I think it was part of like why, even when Andy and I got together, he was used to tamping it down. Like he was, we always oh, talk yeah. about like, how- I loved creating a prison in my body for my emotions, <laughs> locking them away. And really like, it's funny. Cause on one hand I tend, I would like those kind of guys. Cause what I realized is like when a guy is like kind of withholding, you could just sort of graft whatever you want onto them. Right. But I was like, Oh no, if we're going to be together, we're going to have to loosen that up. So I got him in therapy. Now he won't stop telling me stuff. And I said, God damn it. Now I know too much. Pandora's <laughs> box. Yeah. Now it's like, Oh God, I sh- wish I had shut that door. <laughs> But but as, but I prefer it because I think like when he would be silent, I would my immediate impulse would be like he's mad at me, and I have to fix it. Now even he'll usually tell me, but I also does one thing with Andy. It takes him a minute to tell me. Like the thing is, if I'm feeling it, I feel it immediately, and it comes out immediately. Whereas for him, it might be the next day where he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I've realized that thing made me mad." Right? Like he'll tell me that. Right. It's the thinking the. Th- 
thinking through the emotion and trying to figure yeah. out what's going on. But also it's a little bit of like, Danielle, what you were saying, where like, and I'm not scared that I'm going to change the DNA of this, but yeah. like I am scared a little bit of re- saying, not saying something I would regret, but I'm always on the lookout for like, what in the future uh, will I regret? Yes. <laughs> and so anything, anything that's like even near that like a possible regret i just like steer clear of i'll go like a whole i'll drive uh through a different state (laughs) i get that it's fear because i think it is on some level just fear of like Mm -hmm. you love this person you don't want to hurt them or you like your relationship with even in friendships too it's like well are can we get past this me calling out of something me saying what i don't like like and i think that it is all about like how much do i trust this friendship it's just going to be as you get older it's just going to be what it's going to be and and as i i will say as i've gotten older and and gotten on lexapro that Mm. um that those two things are less of a concern to me Mm -hmm. but that is come with age and medication (laughs) (laughs) um I got distracted because the doorbell rang (laughs) and it's, I know it's something for me and I'm like, will they just leave it or do I have to show myself? That is where I'm on. Do you need to go look? No, I don't need to. Andrew doesn't want me to look. I'm going to look. Talk to Danielle for two seconds. What I learned from improv was to respond to the stuff in the moment. So Mm -hmm. I do like that Naomi called out the doorbell ringing and went to go check what it is. So part of me does enjoy that that part of it where it's just like, yeah, this is like what's happening now. Otherwise, you're going to be thinking about that thing and you won't be able to be in the moment. So you might as well. I learned that in... In a, pr- in a production of Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> Wait, who did you play? Was this at Tish? No, this was before Tish. I was in like community theater in um, Lake Worth, Florida. <laughs> and I played the youngest daughter, Bielka, um, in a community production. So there were adults in it as well. And one time there was a bug in a pot. I was like stirring something as Bielka on stage and I screamed because there was a bug in a pot mid-production. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like I should have just, and my director, you know, and again, I was probably 13 at the time. He's like, no, that happened in the moment. That's okay. You have to, that's what acting is. Yeah. Like addressing it in the moment. If that bug is on that stage, you can't pretend that bug is not on that stage. We have to get back to where we, where we were going, but that has become a part of the production now. And like, and I was like, oh, otherwise you, you're going to be thinking about that the whole time and you're not going to be in the moment. Whereas if you address what's in the moment, then you can move forward and it just informs everything else. Do you carry that into relationships? Do you carry that into like when in your dating life previous before Matt? Like, cause that seems like that would like actually like being in the moment. That's the thing I struggle with and I've struggled with all my life is being present and being in the moment. And I think that starting to like perform and I didn't start really, I was in a band in college and only when I moved to New York, did I really start to really get into comedic performance. But like, I think that did prime me in a way to be in a relationship for the rest of my life. Like one where I can grow as a person. Mm -hmm. What is good in a performance you can carry into the rest of your life (laughs) and be a good human being. Yeah. And also therapy and also (laughs) therapy, drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animal animal asses. Ever since COVID, I've had so many cat buttholes. (laughs) 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 Haven't we all? It's just 
just everyone's cat and dogs, buttholes, like walking mm, through a screen. I've just seen I know. so many of them. I'm back, FYI, mine. okay? And I, it's good. I did go down you because did. he was leaving and then he pointed me out. He's like, oh, and he came back with a package. He needed <gasps> it to be signed for it to be dropped off. Uh, that well, was important. I'm glad you went. I'm glad I you went. I trusted my gut. You I trusted did. my gut. And I said, you know what? Danielle will understand. She God. will not see it as disrespect. And if Andy needs to, he can edit around it. Yes. And I have, believe me, you know, as a podcaster myself, I have had to answer doorbells and sleigh bells and <laughs> schnitzel with noodles. I have had to... Do it all. We're living in a post-pandemic world. My daughter yeah. comes on screen sometimes. It's been like I've, <laughs> it's been a wild, <laughs> a wild ride. So I guess my, go for to make my question a little more succinct mm-hmm. was like, <laughs> you performing from an early age, are you, can- like, are these things informing the rest of your life, your emotional life, your love life, like the things you're learning? Because I did take some of that stuff. And then I, I think like live again, like, you know, like UCB stuff is like, you're supposed to live out your real life on the stage mm-hmm. is kind of like that. And that I think explains so, so much trash. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize they were telling kids that. Well, like, <laughs> I just think that meant like, you know, when you're good at it, you're really just like responding in the moment. Yeah, you're you. responding yes, in the moment. like a real person. I wish I could respond more in the moment. Sometimes I am and can be in the moment. And I think definitely when you, when I had a kid, I became more in the moment because you have to. But I do think I'm a person that has always been two steps ahead. Like my, that, That's why I'm so clumsy because my body is doing the thing that my yep. mind is thinking two minutes mm, from now as yep. opposed to doing oh. – like I'm constantly like hitting myself because I'm like, yeah. why did I hit myself? I'm at the door. And it's like your body's <laughs> like, no, you're not. Not yet. Like what? <laughs> so that is a problem for me. I have a problem living in the moment a little bit where I'm constantly overthinking and constantly – but I will say on stage I relax more. I would yeah. say I'm more present on stage than I am in life. Same. Same. You know? I think that's like why I pref- I think that's why that's one of the reasons I know that I'm meant to be a performer. Because mm-hmm. that feeling. It's like the only time my brain does quiet now. Me too. And you would think in those kind of high stakes it wouldn't be. But it's like, oh, that's when all the chatter stops. Yeah. And, and I just- know it's actually not a good show when I am in my head, right? When I'm actually like not here. Mm-hmm. I, that's what that's when I say oh I didn't like that set or that wasn't a good set that's what I'm res- I mean sure no laughter but I'm also <laughs> that's always a hint that's yeah, a hint that's a hint I'm responding to that feeling because yes. that's what I'm chasing I'm chasing that present feeling where like I'm not worried about nothing I ain't stressing about nothing I'm like having fun and that has come from you I don't know about you guys and I think you guys are a bit younger than me but age too has helped with being present on stage like when I used to do improv shows I'm not stand up I you know do improv and podcasting which I'm by myself you know I'm not by myself I have a partner obviously Casey in that but um but I'm being myself Mm-hmm. When I'm pop- and for the most part, I, I don't do a ton of character work, if you will. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> my road. But um, I find it's like I used to be so nervous before improv shows. I had to get that first laugh. I was so scared. And if I and even if I got that first laugh, and I didn't get that second one, I would push and push and push. And now when I do improv, like if I don't get that laugh, I'll get it event. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm just. I, I trust myself. I trust my partners. I trust the odd, you know, like, or I just don't need it as much or I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the Lexapro. <laughs> but, but, um, but I trust, I don't, I'm not rushing, screaming, trying to wrestle it. 
um, yes. like I used to be, yep. which is so. Yep. I, and so I can just be on stage. I can breathe. I'm, I'm breathing on stage, which sounds so new agey. <laughs> but um, but I don't think I used to breathe so much, and now yep. I'm just no totally breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're having you guys fun, have, enjoying it. Have now, you guys found that with age at all? As you grow and get better, and you know what I mean. Yeah, and also, I mean, I'm at this point. My live performance is just podcasting live if we do it. But like, it's definitely. I think also having Naomi, where I can just be like, she'll make them laugh. I can. <laughs> I can just say something weird. A partner is great. Matter. I love having a partner. <laughs> I. I do like having a partner. I I think for me definitely, but I do think with age it's less even yeah it's hard for me to look at my own stand-up and go i've improved as much as what i see is like i've now done it enough times to know yeah that the worst show in the world won't kill me because mm-hmm. when i i tell you when i started out there were a couple things when i was bad i was bad fundamentally like when the mm-hmm. show wasn't good and i remember like when i would do shows and like the the comics i would hear the guys saying after that audience sucks and i remember me as a baby comic thinking you can't blame the audience it's on you it's on you it's on you i tell you what now i'll blame a damn audience okay <laughs> i said these bitches are trash <laughs> there can be an alchemy to a room an alchemy to a group or you can just not be for them yes you, yes and learning sure. that we're like oh yeah they weren't a good crowd they were not a crowd for me they were not here for what i had to offer and and i can say that now in a way that doesn't mean I'm bad or not good yeah. enough, right? Because I really thought, I really did believe, I was like, a comedian should be able to slay no matter what, no matter who, no matter what you see. And because I would grow up seeing those kind of people and I realized, oh, well, the reason why they're slaying is because they're famous. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. coming up in New York, right? You see people where you're like, that wasn't funny, but everyone loved it. And it was like, oh, that's because that's a famous person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also like, uh, and I've noticed this, through myself and also Matt because he's a stand-up too which is that like a, you're going to get a different room at the comedy store than you are at Dynasty Typewriter which are places in California for those of you listening in other places um, but like those those are two different rooms two different types of people go to see those rooms so you're not going to have even the same jokes get the same laughs at those rooms so it's, it, there is such a thing as like that's not for me or that's that's not for this material I, sh- I need to do this material at that type of place mm-hmm. Yeah. so I have see- definitely seen that but I used to also if I had a bad show I couldn't sleep mm-hmm. for three days until my next good show like I was living show to show that was my confidence like right. so when and then if I when I had a good show I'm like I am the best in the world how is this possible and I just am you know like <laughs> like just the highs and lows of like they would make who I was whereas they don't define me like they used to mm. for me personally right mm. right 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 exactly and I think that's only because you've done enough to know yes Right, because it's like I remember what was that time, Andy? We did some show or something happened where it was like it was a kind of a bummer show. We get into a fight on the way home, but then we get home and Prembly, our larger of the two cat sons, <laughs> Prembly was like overheating and he started <laughs> panting, and it was something that we weren't used to. And I just remember what happened was basically no matter what had happened that night, we came home and suddenly it did not matter, and now yeah. we were like packing this cat with cool towels and like freaking out and figuring out what to do and i guess i say that to say because you learn over time no matter what happens on stage life is going to do its thing yeah and life actually does not care what you did on stage no it doesn't. and so that is like why i'm like oh yeah okay you know um but 
I lost my train of thought, but I think it's because I want to a- answer some questions with Tanya. Yes, please. I would love to hear some questions. All right. Why don't we take a quick break? And when we get back, we're going to answer your advice questions. We'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We're back with Danielle Schneider here to help you handle your scandal, Heidi. Danielle's been making love work for two decades. Yes, She's uh-huh. taking decades. that Lexa pro. That's Alexa for pros. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not amateurs. Not for amateurs. How many, how many lovers? I don't mean that in a, <laughs> I just mean the way Naomi uses it before. So you had Matt and then the terrible one before. Terrible him. one. And then I had like an unrequited person that I adored. And there were, you know, dates and flings yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, 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 you know, sexual encounters before that. <laughs> but um, but there was a guy in high school who let me give him hand jobs and I really liked him. Let <laughs> you? Let you? Oh. Yeah. Like it was a, like it was like, a prize? He, he it was, was a prize to be won and I won, guys. I won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Was this Florida or Georgia? Yeah, of course it Florida. was. Okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, <laughs> that feels God. very Florida. I no. guess I'll let you. Yeah, right, if you ahead. beg me. <laughs> All right. Um, so we get questions from all over, from Twitter, Instagram, voicemails, of course, our favorite. Naomi, what is that number? 323-524-7839. There's a three-minute limit. You will get cut off, and then we don't even get to the question, okay? So I need you guys to plan it out, okay? Tell yourself you have two and a half minutes. Well, this person blew past that. <laughs> Uh-oh. But they sent, they, the way they did it is they sent a voice, they sent a voice memo oh, to our Gmail account. Cheating. Don't be trying to hack. And I, don't, I gotta say, don't I just hack. don't have the time to edit it, so let's just, <laughs> it's not that, it's not that far past three minutes. Oh, but Lord. don't do... Don't do what this person did. Don't be trying to trick me. Don't try to trick us. All right, (laughs) here we go. Hi, Naomi and Andy and wonderful special guests, whoever you are. Um, I'm calling in to ask for advice on a problem my husband and I have been having lately. Uh, We've been together for eight years. 
uh, love him very much, and I'd say we're on the same page about most things. But we have this recurring issue in our relationship over how we handle stress, um, and especially job stress. So a little background, I personally have a history of anxiety and depression, and I made the decision a few years ago to move to a lower stress job from academia to being a caregiver. Um, And it's not really what I saw myself doing with my life, but I do enjoy the work and I feel like I have a really good work-life balance now, which is really important to me. My husband, on the other hand, is in retail and has kind of gone through a series of highly stressful jobs over Mm. the past few years. Mm. He's in management, so he feels a lot of responsibility Uh, probably more than he should, and he often ends up working crazy hours and bringing a lot of stress and anxiety home with him. It's gotten to the point a couple of times where I've had to just be like, I can't hear about work anymore. You need to either quit because you are obviously miserable or talk to a therapist about this because I just can't do it anymore. And I hate that I have to do that because, like I said, I have struggled a lot in the past and he's always been really great at supporting me when I'm going through a hard time. Mm. So I really want to be there for him as well, but it's just a real fucking downer, honestly. Mm. And I also kind of feel like, why are you bending over backwards for this huge corporation that does not care about you or value your time properly. He's uh, been pulling 12-hour days multiple times a week lately on a salary, so no overtime, no compensation. And I would just never, I would never do that. Um, But he's a lot more willing to put up with bullshit if it means having financial security. Uh, Also, side note, I was raised in a household where I wasn't really allowed to express that I was upset or angry about Mm. anything. I was kind of expected to just bottle up any negative emotions and not bother anybody else with them, which I realize is pretty messed up. But because my instinct is to internalize everything, I have a hard time relating to my husband's urge to talk about this stuff kind of endlessly. (laughs) So, yeah, I know that's a lot, but I was hoping you guys might have some advice on how I can support him while still maintaining reasonable boundaries so that he's not making both of us miserable and we can have a home life that is at least kind of separate from whatever's going on at work. Mm. Love you both. Really love the show. And I wish you guys all the best. Thanks. Oh. Okay, I changed my mind. You're not a trickster. This was a good message. You gave us all the information that we needed. Mm-hmm. You did give us, I think that backstory did help a bit. Yeah. So I'm really glad that you did. Said so bless you. But this is a ooh, this is a hard one. I feel this in my bones because I'm the same damn way about like, I want to hear it no more. Mm-hmm. But I love to complain myself. So that's yes. hard. Yes. <laughs> you know, my husband said something on me that I think was helpful to us, which is we cannot talk about it before bed. 
which mm-hmm. again, sometimes you just like you just need rules. Sometimes there's other stuff going on in the relationship bigger that he needs to be in therapy. That is probably true, but. Um, I do think setting boundaries, like just actual boundaries, like because then we were having trouble sleeping. We would, the the bedroom became a sort of stressful place for us. Yeah. Um. So if you can, ha- just one simple boundary to set is like we're not going to talk about our problems and our stresses before bed or in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, great. Let's let's make that a safe space that, that we can just relax in here. You know, put on. Game of Thrones, the first part, I don't know what the name is. I've watched every episode and I don't know anyone's <laughs> name. But, <laughs> but you know, watch TV, have some laughs, whatever you do in your bedroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you mean watch but, anime? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's it happens. All, of course. Of course that's what I meant. <laughs> um, but I think that's just one ground rule that kind of gives both of you a safe space um, and I'll let you two talk to the bigger issues. I don't know. Is there... No, that's that's really great because I know that we had a lot of trouble figuring out like it would be like eight o'clock and I'd be like, hey, Naomi, we have this script thing or we have this um, uh, we have to schedule something for the podcast. And, and it was driving us nuts. And our couples therapist was like, have what like, clock out six o'clock. You're no longer talking about business stuff. Yeah. So like treat it like an actual job where you're no like and so that like you can transition into your actual relationship life at a certain hour and you don't have to worry about that stuff. And sometimes it we like get a little lax. Yeah, we but get we, lax. Yeah. But we've really tried very hard to have that boundary. Uh, also, for instance, when we talk about okay, what are the things that str- for for instance stressing me out? Like so, Andy and I, you know, we do a lot of work together, but uh, and especially like writing work and creative stuff. I don't like writing and like the process of it, you know, when you're really trying to like plot it out or figure things out, I get anxious and my brain starts worrying. Whereas Andy is somebody because he does enjoy it. It's kind of always free flowing and he'll have an idea at any time. And there've been times he'll be like, okay, I figured out act three. And I've literally had to tell him, write it down. Because where I'm at when he has that revelation is I don't want to be thinking about this right now. And also he's going to want a response from me that I know I can't give. Yeah. Right. In that moment, either I'm cause either I'm like too anxious or I'm listening and being like, okay, is that even right? Or whereas, you know, you know how you are sometimes when you are excited about like, I've cracked this nut and mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I can't help you. I have no excitement for you. So actually don't tell me cause I'm going to ruin your buzz. Yeah. Like <laughs> last night, I, there was a thing last night where I like purposely like, all right, I'm not going to talk about this now. Cause I know that you were not, you didn't want to hear it. And I was not going to get the response I wanted. So I just like, I did write it down. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, we can hit it up later. I think, you know, part of the rule thing I would say is, you know, your husband comes home. He's been working all day. I think it should be, you should really tell him like, you got 30 minutes to just like yell about everybody who you hate today. (laughs) And then after that, we're going to eat dinner or we're going to watch the Game of Thrones. We're going to do whatever. Like literally putting a clock on it. the dragon now. Okay, fine. But you know, I'll watch it. At least then you'll watch it. About the Targaryen Civil War. Don't start me with her ass. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, because, because I, and I also think that it is, you are, yes, you are saying, okay, cut this off here. But I think it's also like, hun, you only get 12 hours to yourself. Let's not spend too much of that time bitching about these people. It's also in his best interest that his bitching and moaning is limited mm. so that he can feel like he gets some semblance of an actual reset. If he spends hours talking, he coming to work still hot from the day before. 
And I think that is one way you could also present it to him. Um, I also think that when it comes to talking about what he would do instead or why he would leave, I think that's a conversation you need to have, not when he's bitching and moaning. You got to wait till it's like a weekend or some chill time, just being like, you know, if you didn't have to be at that place, where would you be? You know, make it so that it's less loaded and more kind of like, let's just think about it, dream on it, see what comes up. And maybe that can be what starts getting his brain thinking, oh, maybe I don't have to live this way. Or I would say write up a budget. Write up a budget where you look at your life and be like, well, what do we really need to to live a happy and fulfilling life? And what don't we need? And does does my salary... And maybe a part-time salary if he leaves this job or whatever. Right. Does that cover cover it? this mm-hmm. happy and fulfilling life? And if it does, maybe you know, I'm sure it is very stressful being like a whatever manager at Walmart, stealing your employees' time and forcing them to clock out and then clean the, you know, the poop off of the floor of the <laughs> bathroom. When I worked at Weiss, I, I Weiss- apologize <laughs> about that poop on the floor when you gotta go. Just sometimes you- the, the moment hits. Uh, well, yeah, and you just got to go wherever you are. We had a mad pooper when I worked at Weiss. Uh, <gasps> we had one at City Crab and Seafood Company. <laughs> what? That's worse. It's a worse. That's worse. That's a Weiss is a, a at least a grocery store. No, this was a high-end, you know, crab shack. What? <laughs> I used to work at City Crab and Seafood Company, and there was this big stairwell. I was a waiter there, and there was a big stairwell that, like, went down. And just sometimes someone would just leave a big old turd there. <laughs> what? Like, but wait, if customer? it goes down, is that going to her? Like, would it be an employee, or would it? Ha- it could be a rando. It no, it was a- like oh, down and up. Like it, it oh, was two floors. It was, it was two a two floor situation. So somebody yes. could just do what they want. Okay, I see what you're saying. Ours was in who. our restroom, and they were just not going in the toilet. Yeah, well that <laughs> were- that I understand. No, this person was making like this person was wildly confident. Yeah, making a statement. Yeah, <laughs> making a statement. Most certainly. Making most certainly. Yeah. But I like that too that you're saying making a budget and I budget and I do think that you can like say to him like, look, I you don't have to quit today, but just know that like I like if you make it not judgment e. Of like, why are you still working on the job? That's not going to help him because that's just going to make him feel more stressed out. But if you're like, look, when you're ready, we're going to be okay. That I know. So when you're ready, we can talk about this. So no judgment. I don't think you're fulfilled, but I love you. And I know that this is a harder thing. It's easier to just say, just quit, than it is to actually do it. But when you're ready, I know we're going to be okay. So like, don't stress it. Definitely. And, And look, it's tough. Look. Gas and groceries and uh, rent or mortgage or whatever. It's it, it's insane at this moment, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like downplay. But there are things where it's just like, do you need – like when you actually look at your life, you got – there are a lot of things where you're like, I don't know if I need to – Get that this, much the, Postmates. Yes. Or these <laughs> yeah. new golf clubs. I don't know. What is, what is <laughs> these a, new golf clubs. I've, like, <laughs> I've sold a lot of things on the real real. <laughs> you, can find, you can find ways to make money. Yeah. 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 I it's, mean, uh, it's just thinking, especially, yeah, I don't. God, this cat it keeps hitting me in the face with his tail. But it's way. like, like I don't, I don't really, because I just, like, I don't really buy a lot for myself. I get a book and maybe like a album or two on Bandcamp a month, so I really don't like use much of my discretionary fund but <laughs> you know but we also but we also make a concerted effort to live below our means so that b- given the nature of the work we do which is you know feast or famine that's what we do right like that was the i think that's why i think we both tend to just be like okay 
because we don't know how long this will last. Like, even when it's good, we're still in fear is what I'm saying. And so that's just that. But I think I think you should you could just tell him and talk and talk about that. And I think that like, does he have other friends? Does he have people who he hangs out with? It sounds like, you know, when he's really working, it's not like he has time to do that kind of social thing. So you all end up being de facto the person he talks to because you're the person he's seeing who's yeah, not his coworkers. Right. But I swear to God, working in retail, I mean, that's he a frontline worker. If yeah. he has had to be in a store dealing with he's people, he's management. Uh uh-uh, uh, nah uh. But if he's he's management, he he's all- the enemy. Have him oh, have him secretly unionize <laughs> wherever it is, Walmart, Target, whatever place it is, Boscovs. Have him like secretly like help them unionize, and then he can like he can quit. <laughs> Do that. Sounds first. like a plan. I love this plan. <laughs> oh my god, Daniel, you got time for another cue? Yes, I do. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, this one comes to us anonymous from Twitter. Uh oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, they—I know who they are. They just okay. said, "I want to be anonymous." And okay, we'll find out if it's warranted or not. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Hi, hey, Naomi and Andy and guest, long time, first time. So. I've had a ridiculously long dry spell, like I'm about to hit a five, the five-year mark. Okay. I fully endorse your views as a sex-negative, Naomi, sex-neutral me, <laughs> so I sincerely apologize for asking about this. <laughs> I feel like I'm- I apologize. I feel like I'm at the point that I don't really understand how to have sex with someone. Interesting. Like, I've had dates during this dry spell, but the longer it goes, the less I feel like having sex again isn't- it just is a typo. Isn't oh, as awkward as the first time. Uh-huh. Okay. And yeah, the first time was awkward as hell. So basically feeling like by the time they have sex again, it's isn't it going to just be so awkward? Why do I even want to do it? Right. Like, I don't want to bother getting into it if it's going to be this awkward situation. Any thoughts on how to demystify sex as an adult, by which I mean 40? Ugh. This is entirely embarrassing. From the terrible world of online dating, I feel like I only connect with either people that don't know how to ask a question slash express interest in another person or men that start getting real nasty real fast. Ew. Yeah. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> love you. Love your advice. Love your guests. You give me life. XOXO anonymous. Oof. Mm. Okay. Demystifying sex as an adult. That can be tricky. Very tr- I mean, well, demystifying. The thing is, you know what it is and how it happens. I think what you have to let go <laughs> yeah. of. Yes. Read the world book. For <laughs> no, I just I, gave my daughter the American Girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell us, tell us, yes, tell us that conversation. And according to American Girl, <laughs> I can't believe one of those American Girl dolls is having sex. Isn't she? All oh, the, yeah, aren't they all from the, the one from the no, the one from the nineteen twenties. It was the Jazz Age. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! There's a an American doll that is getting it. Yeah, uh, well, I think flapper, this is more right? just like, oh, we're going to have a voice that you recognize and like already start to like tell you about these have a things. Conversation. So mm. That's but, amazing. Um, I didn't realize those dolls were doing the work. <laughs> they're doing the work. All of it. They're getting it know. done. They're getting it in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's hard. Uh, that, But I also think... Um, I think you need to demystify it a little bit. Our guests, like you're putting a lot of pressure on it. That's yes. I mean. Yeah. I feel like those those creepy dudes that are just like, you know, getting right in there, they're not for you. They're not right. your style. You know? Nope. Just that they're just not for you. But there yeah. are people for you. So if you just take a little of the pressure off of like what it's going to be and imagining how it's going to be and what it's going to be, I think it'll help you a little just to go 
um, step by step. Like, don't already get to the sex part. You're just at talking online. You know, when I was trying to get pregnant, sorry to bring it back to kids, but I was <laughs> I was having trouble getting pregnant. And long story short, like. It felt so hard. And my doctor said to me, just concentrate on today. It's, you know, we're talking about being in the moment again. Like, get to the next step. Mm -hmm. Get to just talking to somebody. Then what's the next step after just talking with them? Just see them. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get so far ahead of yourself. Just take it step by step. Don't look farther than the next step is what I would say. Yes. I think that's, okay, that's one healthy way. I'm going to throw out something radical as a sex negative person. How would it feel to hire a sex worker to have sex with you? Ooh. And look, and I believe wow. we, I know, I yes. know. But let me I tell like you, this. let me tell you one thing. First of all, I think they're, you know, first of all, they're sex therapists. There are people who engage with sex workers for a range of things. People coming off of an illness. People who, you know, are getting used to a new kind of body. There are things you do. And so for me, I'm like, if for you it is literally an issue of I'm nervous about this thing and kind of want to get over the hump and mm-hmm. actually just do it one time. So it's no longer hanging over me like this thing. Oh, God, it's been five years. I'm like, you. I know that there is somebody out there whose job it is to be a tender lover. Good for like you, 200 Leo and Grande. What? <laughs> That's the Emma Thompson. Sorry, I was just looking it up. Uh, I had what? to say that because I didn't want you to think I was like checking a text or something. Damn. What were you doing when I was over here telling somebody a radical That's idea? That's the Emma Thompson movie that was just on Hulu where she ha- she has never had an orgasm, I think. She's in her 50s oh, or 60s. Oh, is that what that is? Ooh, I know the I image. I know that. the still. Because yeah. it's her, hires- like, you know, in her sh- with the uh, sheet over her yes. being like, what? And I saw a lot of, like, headlines of, like, Emma Thompson isn't afraid of her body anymore or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know what it was in reference to. Okay, so that's the thing. But I, I, think, I think that's something that can be done. Because I guess the question is sort of like, yeah. Because I know I, I had a friend of mine who, who didn't lose her virginity for a while. She lost mm-hmm. it later in life. And her thing was actually just a dude she thought was cute. She kind of didn't want it to be wrapped up in some person. And make it be like, well, we have to be deep in love and it has to be all this and this has to meet all this. Like for her, she kind of she wanted to finally do it. The guy was cute. He was hitting on her and she was like, all right, let's give it a try. And that was her journey. Obviously, you may want it to be somebody you're deeply in love with and you want to, you know, as Daniel said, take it one step at a time. Go slow. See how you feel. What is your heart doing? Is your heart connecting to your genitals? You know what I mean? You don't know. But if you want to just kind of like get back on the horse, so to speak, and do it, you know, if that's something you want to do. Look, you're spending money if you're going on these dates. You might as well put that money towards someone who's going to do the thing you want them to do. I got to say, I hate my idea now, and I like yours. (laughs) I'm serious. (laughs) Mine takes too long. (laughs) I'm all about get it, get it. Yes, I like your idea better. So much it's, better. It's just possible. It's like it just really is an option out there in this life. Yes. That I think people don't, you know, they don't want to think of as quickly. And like, again, that could even be fun, too, in a way, like the research of it all, finding a person you really do think is attractive. You know, it, uh, Nothing it, more erotic than research. Sexy research. It could <laughs> be. I just I think because what, what we're trying to do is like turn on that part of the brain yeah. again that's been off for five years and so this mm-hmm. idea of like oh what is it i'm attracted to what is it i like even just thinking about that may start making you feel like then when you're on one of these dates even that you're like okay you could get it and also i think when you start to feel sexy yourself which i think having sex does you know or like feeling attractive does or feeling those vibes like you give out those 
hormones and those pheromones and whatever, you know, you got going on in your body. Like, it's just, it, it's a vibe. You start to get, attract people yes. to you. Yes. Yeah. 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 And also, like, the other thing, too, where you're talking about it being awkward, embrace the awkwardness of it. And this is where I'm like, again, somebody where you're like, I don't, I don't need them to think I'm a sex goddess or whatever. It's more like, we're two people where we're having fun. Isn't this silly the way we all smash together? This is why I'm sex <laughs> neg is because I think when I say negative, the thing I've noticed for me, it is the performative aspect of sex. Like, I'm like, do we all have to be all like, zooby, zooby, zoo? <laughs> I told you every time you please stop singing that song. <laughs> it just feels like it feels like it's like we put on a different hat to be sexy. It's and a different it's, mode of being. It's a mode of being. And I think that's what I, I kind of like. I'm like, let's have sex and take care of some errands. Is there a way <laughs> this can just, like, can I tell you all the things in my brain? Like, and so I think it's, and so, you know, don't do what I, don't do that. But I'm saying, like, it doesn't have to be this, like, perfectly steamy. Everything is you know, on yeah. fire. It could sometimes just be like a little clumsy. Wait slower. Wait out. Hold on. <laughs> Let's go back to back to one. <laughs> back to places. Places. Like Thank you, you five. <laughs> you can do, like th- that can be what it is to start. Anybody you're even in a relationship with, you gotta be able to communicate with anyway. You know what I mean? Being like Oh, this feels funky. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, hold on. Yeah, might oh, as well wait, start I got- out. I think that maybe demystifying it for being over 40 is being able to communicate in a way. Ugh. <laughs> what? Am, I, am I really sex neutral or am I sex negative too? Because like, I'm like, <laughs> trying to talk about this and I find myself <laughs> up against a barrier. <laughs> but being able to talk like a normal human being and not like someone you've seen in a movie where you're like, well, I'm supposed to be like Zuby Zuby Zoo. Uh, Madonna in. <laughs> yes, you're supposed to be a Madonna, basically. What was the movie with the, the wax dripping? Anyway. Oh, Harvey Keitel. What was that stupid movie? I didn't That's know that what, movie. Harvey it was called like Bad Lieutenant, I want to say. <laughs> Harvey Keitel was in Bad Lieutenant, but is, is this, this was uh, it was like Perfect Innocence or some, oh, so, something. So, uh, none of these movies would I just be rem- like. Yeah, remember it from like my adolescence where I was <laughs> like, is this what sexy is supposed to be? Because... <laughs> I was really, I was quite a prude. <laughs> at my bar mitzvah, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. At my bar mitzvah, I said the band cannot play a single Madonna song because I found her to be just too lascivious. Too, just, can you, too lascivious. Can you imagine? A l- little Andy that, and they, in they, a cummerbund and giant glasses oh. saying, no Madonna, too sexy. And they said, okay, and then played Madonna anyway. Because you, there's nothing that gets little Jewish kids going then. Holiday <laughs> celebration, <laughs> come together. <laughs> but yes, life is not whatever this Madonna movie I'm thinking of is. It, it is, a it league is of their being own. able to talk like a normal human being about this stuff in that mode of being. So you're still in this kind of like yay erotic mode of being. Oh yay erotic. Okay, let me take <sighs> over, Hetty. Yes, take the pressure off yourself. Allow yourself. You don't have to go on a date with somebody, get home with them and go, I haven't had sex in five years. You know, because that's <laughs> pressure on everybody. But the point is being honest and open with what you want, when you want it, with whoever you're with. With a non-creep. 
Of course. Like, no one wants these creeps. None you of these people these where you're like, hey, what's up? And they're like, I'm great. Can I have some feet pics? None of yeah. those guys. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that. But I think that, you know, and, and you know, think about it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I am not able to have unattached sex. I know this is about myself. So I couldn't even like even a professional situation i was like if it's too good i'll probably tr- be in love with you do you know what i mean like i know i'm not that kind like i know <laughs> too much can't. oxytocin or whatever yeah get too oxytocin bonded but if you could do that i'm like honey get out there see what you can get I see what you idea. can get I see what you can get for 250 i don't know what your budget is <laughs> yeah Look, budget is going to have something to do with this. It is. It is. Look, okay, I'm going to say this is like the last person. Write out a budget. <laughs> what is necessary what is, and what is not necessary. What can you give up? Do you need all those lattes this week or do you need some D? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Danielle. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I'm such a fan of both of yours, of your podcast, of your beings. Uh, oh my gosh! Of your co- Naomi's comedy special is one of the funniest fucking things I've seen in my whole entire oh life. Oh my goodness! Don't you make me blush? It truly. I was so excited for it to come out, and that, and I thought it was coming out like a week earlier, and so I like sat in to watch it one night, and I was like, God damn it! I, I know you messaged me where you were like, I thought it was tonight, and I had a plan <laughs> yeah. or something. I later I was like, and I know what I'm doing, and then it was like, God damn it! But then it came on, and it was. It'll put you. I'm sure all your fans have seen it, but um, oh no, watch I know it again. It, it's about those watch numbers. Watch it again. It. it puts you in a good mood. Thank you so much. And you have put us in a good mood. So thank you so yeah, much. Thank you so much. I hope everyone listening has enjoyed this, and we will see you next week. Bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.